Well, good Tuesday morning, everybody. It is the 2nd of November. My title today is, Why Do We Need Encouragement? First, I want to say welcome to the 50 new people who joined 180 Fresh in the month of October. I never really know how you found us, but one thing I do know for sure is that we're glad to have you join the other 2,700 of us on our journey out of sexual brokenness and into God's healing through community. Just to remind everybody, the reason I created these emails and podcasts on January 1st of 2012, uh, I wanted to put out encouragement because of what I read in Hebrews 3, 12 through 13. It tells us, quote, See to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. And here it comes. As long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Apparently, the writer is worried about his Hebrew believers having a sinful and unbelieving heart. Now, this word in the Greek, the word for heart, is plain, and it actually refers to the actual heart pumping inside of our chest. However, remember who he's writing to. He's writing to the Hebrews, and the Hebrew word for heart has a more expanded meaning. Here's what I found. They had a broader understanding of heart than we do in our modern context. They thought of the heart as the organ that gives physical life and the place where you think, where you feel your emotions and make your choices, end quote. And since his readers are Hebrews, we should accept the broader meaning of heart that is more of our mind, actually, than our literal heart. Therefore, it is possible for them, in their thinking, to understand that the author is referring more to their mind than to their physical heart. And you might say, and I've had people say this to me, wait a minute, John, doesn't the Bible teach us that the heart is sinful and desperately wicked in every way? Yes, Jeremiah 17, 9 does say that. But you know, the Bible has a lot more to say than just that verse to describe our heart. A little later in Ezekiel 36, verse 26, we read, God saying, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you the heart of stone and give to you a heart of flesh. So it seems to me that our old heart that was desperately wicked, when we became a believer, it was removed and we got a heart transplant. In fact, in 2 Corinthians 5.17, we read, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, this person is a new creation. The old things passed away. Behold, new things have come. In Christ, we not only have a new heart, but we are a new creation. We have been born again by the Spirit, 
and permanently made a member of God's family. We have a new heart and a new mind so that we no longer have to live the way we used to live, seeking sinful pleasures to help us feel better and escape some of the stresses in our life. However, because we are a new creation and having a new heart and a new mind, there are three problems we all must deal with as long as we live in these earthly bodies. First, we still have a sin nature or our flesh. We still are living in a sin-fulfilled world and we're facing demonic influences on a daily basis. In other words, we have an internal enemy called our flesh. We have an external enemy, the demonic influences going on around us. And by the way, we're living behind enemy lines. That's why it's so hard. And that's why we need encouragement daily. Because our flesh gets hungry and wants to lead us into sinful behaviors like using pornography and having sex with images or even other people or with people on the computer, which, by the way, has been proven, listen carefully, looking at porn and masturbating has been proven to cause in men erectile dysfunction in their 20s and 30s. Perhaps waiting their entire life to find a wife to love and to cherish and share sexual intimacy with only to find out that when the time comes, they can't. And when it is time to rise to the occasion, they don't. These are just the beginnings of what sexual brokenness wants to create in your life. For me, it ended 26 years of full-time ministry as a pastor. I had years of being a poser instead of a pastor. And by the grace of God, my sins were exposed and the truth started to be told of where I had been and what I had done. I want you to know that even though it seems like you cannot tell anybody because you're afraid of being divorced, or losing custody of your children, maybe losing your job, perhaps even going to jail, that those fears, listen, they're real, because those things very well might happen. So I encourage you, before those things take place in your life, you need to stop and do a 180 and begin the journey back to your Heavenly Father. And that's what I'm trying to help you do. Our enemy is always screaming at us that the Father has rejected us and we've lost our salvation. He's angry that you have taken advantage of his mercy and grace and have turned back to the world to find your fix through this highly addictive behavior. So they tell us that our fathers pissed off. Plus, you will never, ever be able to get free from this sin that has so easily entangled you. Those are both lies. And that is why we all need encouragement 
daily as long as it is called today. Now, those last seven words seem strange, don't they? What does, quote, as long as it is called today mean? Well, let's say it is Thursday and you've come home from work. You've had dinner with the kids and the wife. You help put them to bed and your wife goes to bed too early. And now it's time for you to relax. The sun is set. And so it's no longer daytime, it's nighttime, but guess what? It's still Thursday. It is not yet Friday, and you especially need encouragement at that moment because Tim, you know Tim, temptation, is knocking on your door. He is working on you hard to get you to take the step that will bring into your mind and before your eyes sensual images so that your lust becomes inflamed like a fire. A little tiny fire ignited in your flesh. A simple little ember. Something you've done or you've said or you've thought has ignited that tiny ember. But with the next click of your mouse, your sinful flesh can suddenly become a roaring fire. Well, is it still Thursday? Even though it is Thursday night, it is still Thursday. And as long as it is still Thursday, you need encouragement. That's why he said it that way. We need it through the whole day. You have not yet learned it's what you need to do at the point of temptation. How about I share with you a very simple way to end this temptation and not have another fall into sexual sin? It is this. And oh, by the way, it's not complicated. Because in that moment, your ability to think clearly and rationally ain't working for you. Your brakes are shot and you're about to cross the dreaded line of no return. And is there anything that could help you in the heat of that moment? Well, yeah, you could go take a cold shower. I guarantee you that would help. That could be a very good move. But we need something simpler and easier to do. And, and here it is. Say out loud this one word, help. Say it to God. Say it to a friend, even if you have the guts Say it to your spouse. For our entire lives, even when we were little children, we learned when we were in trouble to cry out for help when we needed help. Then the key is, do you have anyone who will hear that cry of help quickly and can come to your aid? I'm going to talk about this more tomorrow. But God bless you, my friends. I hope this message does encourage you today, as long as it is called today, that you may not be deceived by sexual sin, but you will be guided and filled with the Holy Spirit and in a community of other men helping each other. God bless you. Take care. And we'll talk again tomorrow. Goodbye.